not for nothing part two father god in jesus name i come to you humbly asking you to give me the words to say romans chapter 8 verse 26 reads and the holy spirit helps us in our weakness for example we don't know what god wants us to pray for but the holy spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words verse 27 and the father who knows all hearts knows what the spirit is saying for the spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Whenever I don't know what to say, God gives me the words to say. I turned my life over to God at 25 years old. I was always saved, just not walking in my purpose. I learned how to pray when I was really young. I started off praying in my mind, later moved to writing them. Before I knew it, God opened this door for me to be able to share the messages he places on my heart. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. I can't. I come to you now pleading the blood of Jesus over every ear listening to this message. I pray that your Holy Spirit will permeate our hearts. Many of us struggle to stay in your presence. Get discouraged. Give up, Lord. God, you said in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, this promise is to you and to your children, even to the Gentiles, all who have been called by the Lord our God. I pray in Jesus' name to you, Lord, that you will help to build and strengthen the body of Christ. I pray that you will give us an opportunity through all walks of life to come to you. We need you, Lord. Strengthen us, protect us, heal us, restore us, and bring order to our lives. Matthew chapter four, 24 Starting at verse four, Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. Verse six, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Verse seven, nation will go against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world but all of this is only the first birth pains more to come then you will be arrested persecuted and killed you will be hated all over the world because you are my followers verse 10 and many will turn away from me and betray me and hate each other and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people verse 18 Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. Verse 13, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Everything that we endure and experience in life is already written. We can't go against the word of God. The enemy's plan is to distract us from reading God's word. God's word is our daily bread. In the Old Testament, God would send physical bread from heaven. When Christ came and died on the cross for our sins, he became our daily bread. John chapter five, verse 25 reads, and I assure you that the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when the dead will hear my voice, the son of God, 
and those who listen will live. Living for the Lord, we learn that God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. Serving God is a choice. He doesn't force himself on anyone and neither should we. It is written, we will be persecuted for the name of Jesus. It is also written that in the last days, the enemy will come as the angel of light to deceive many. Christ died to rebuild a broken relationship we once had with our heavenly father. Sin separated us the first time and it's not different now. We are born on a planet we call home, but many are taught the ways of this world first. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 reads, Be not conformed to the ways of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The world teaches us to live for our own selfish intentions. This message is for a person I will always hold dear to my heart. This message is not for nothing. I'm not looking for anything in return from you. I truly desire to see God step into your life and do great and mighty things. None of us are perfect. We all have fallen short and all have been tempted to fall in the traps designed by the enemy. The enemy has a trap set up for many of us, but it's taught, but we are taught to keep quiet about it. But why? There is no secrets. We can either hide, we can never hide our, from anything from our Heavenly Father. He created us and every hair on our head. The sun shines on everyone worldwide. The enemy has many deceiving trips up his sleeve. Many of us have been tempted and have fallen into traps, giving into the enemy because it appears to it appeals to our flesh. Our flesh attracts anything it sees. We naturally learn by repetition. Enemy uses repetition as a way to deceive us. Walking with the Lord isn't easy. I fell short in the many traps and the Lord was always there to pull me out. I was introduced to inappropriate touching at the age of four by family. Hard to be around them after they mistreated me and dismissed me and called me crazy or I'm a crybaby. I carried around a lot of pain for years. When I was 16 years old, my sister met this guy and she introduced me to his friend. He was in his thirties at the time and he did, he was not an American. He didn't speak much English and told me he would take care of me. I automatically was turned off. I'm 16 and he's in his thirties. Gross. I was a virgin when I first met him and didn't want to lose my virginity to an old man. I thought I was trying to find my way home from my mom's house. I was trying to find a way out from my mom's house. I wanted to run away like my older sister did, but I couldn't find anywhere I truly wanted to be. So from four years old until 10, I had my mom's friends, my uncles, my classmates, my mom and whoever else she wanted to show me off to and say, look at Leah with that big old butt. No matter where I turned, people asked me to touch my butt. I had never seen my butt. I hated it. I would say, no, they wouldn't stop though. Boys flashing me the what I called a weenie at the time in the second grade. Older men, once I got older, when I would walk to the store, they would try to pay me to have sex with them or offer to buy my stuff out of the store so they can touch on me. They would expose themselves. My hometown was nasty. 
Everywhere I turned, someone always wanted to touch or stare at me. As I got older, even girls wanted to smack my butt. I started dancing to the music when I was younger, and the movements made me feel good. I got lots of attention. Deep down, I couldn't stand the attention. I knew people were fake. The man I met when I was 16, and he was 30-something, he knew I was 16 and told me he wanted to make love to me. I wasn't even out of high school. He was always calling me beautiful, and he loves me. My mom first told me, if he try anything crazy, call 911. She was barely around by 16 for me. She gave up on me, kind of. I had to learn to take care of myself. I started off stealing. Then I would have him come over and hang out. If I needed a ride or whatever, you know, I needed, I'll ask him. He was there. He was a person I could call on once my mom made it clear to him that I was not having no sex. I always seen him as a friend only because of what he did for me. He looked out for me. And I was trying to return the favor. I knew at the time he had two young girls and he really didn't know how to be a father. He was a single father. And I used to pray that the Lord would help him to find the woman that he was looking for. But he kept begging me to be his girl. And I'm like, no, thank you. Once I got a little older, I never told anyone, but he used to stalk me when he would get off work. He would see, I would see him driving by my house and looking for me every day. I kept telling him from the beginning, I only wanted to be his friend. He kept trying and trying. I hooked, I hooked up with, I hooked him up with one of my friends I met at the time because he deserved a good woman and she kind of liked him, but I knew from the beginning, I didn't like him. I originally wanted a guy my age, but they played too many games I later learned. I was never interested in being with a man later. Once I got a little older, I learned no matter who it is or was, each man I ever was with only wanted sex. They didn't mind. They didn't mind. They would pay for it. Many wonder why I have trust issues. I used to be with a man years ago, and they would lie to their wife or girl on the phone. I was 18 when I started off having sex for favors. My mom called it even swap, no swindle. Get your money up front. I never wanted to do it, but they kept coming at me. My mom said, if you make them pay, most will leave you alone. Lies, <laughs> big lies. No matter the price, they will pay if they want you. I was what I thought grown at 18. I started running the streets and partying and didn't have to listen to anyone. I had a ton of regrets from that time. But who doesn't in their life? When we grow in life, living in this world, you have to have a tough skin or people will take advantage of you. From when I was from the ages of 16 to 24, this man was a part of my life on and off. He thought I was taking full advantage of him. He made me feel bad because he always used to beg to be with me. And he said he always wanted me. Once I turned 24, I didn't desire the material things of this world anymore. I had older men in the past who wanted to be wanted me to be their trophy 
fulfill a fantasy, give them an escape to their problems. So many reasons why the Lord truly protected me through that season. I learned from a child, all money ain't good money. I learned the love of money is the root of all evil. My mom used to always say that when she would see me going out, hanging out, she was still active doing her thing and thought and taught me. I felt like she was judging me later on. I wanted, she wanted me to find one that's going to take care of me. Once I got older, she used to tell me he was a good old, a good guy, but she had her hands out for him too. Any man I brought around, she felt comfortable enough to ask them for rides and money. She would encourage me to keep them around. I didn't want them. I didn't want to be with them and didn't like them. She would say, none of them ain't going to ever really like you. Get that out of your mind. The only They only want to see your legs open. And that's if you don't, and if you don't open them, they will stop at nothing to open them. Or they'll go to where the legs are open. She called me a whore before I can even before I even had an understanding of what sex was. From 13, she would get mad and call me a whore. My own mom. And I used to be the one fighting boys off and telling on them. They liked me, but they would always have me as a girlfriend. And I'm the secret. No one has truly ever wanted me in my life, I felt like. To every man I've been with, it always has to be on the down low. Hush, hush. I'm so pretty to them, and they really like me until that phone rings. I tell them to answer because I know if I got a man, I'm going to answer mine too. Men hide so many secrets. Always have. I've always struggled with not feeling pretty enough, smart enough, and knowing my worth. I was called a mistake, and she never meant to have me. We all have a story. I can't speak for no one else but mine. I never liked to accept money and gifts from men because there was always a favor. I learned that from four years old, the older I got, the more the men expected me to do. Like, is this all I'm worth? I didn't want my life to be that way. Each man I ever dated, have all approached me. I don't go after pursuing men. I never had to. My milkshake bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> that was my theme song when I was younger. I thought I was fine and nobody couldn't tell me ish. The reason, the true reason, no matter what efforts that one man from when I was 16 put up, he was never good enough. But to be honest, any man can provide stability affection, gifts, money, and plenty of sex. I learned most men only desire to give a woman money for her to keep quiet and do as she's told. I had a controlling ex-husband that used to verbally abuse me and use manipulation to keep me down in my current position. My past is very dark. I was full of the devil. Jezebel truly had a grip on my life. My flesh controlled my life. I used to look for a male companion I could have kids and grow old with. My ex-husband was my age. I originally didn't like him. He was nicer than any man I had met. I was given gifts and money from men before him, but that didn't show they were genuine. I was around men that lived double, sometimes triple lives. I wanted to tell them to 
go home and work it out with their wife or their girlfriend. Once I learned it was wrong, some would listen, some wouldn't. I always wanted my own man. It never fails though. I always attract the same type of men. Emotionally unavailable, unstable, thought money was everything, showboated for people, and it didn't show they cared about themselves. I told God, I have been there, done that. And I put up with people telling me how to live my life because I was living reckless and not afraid to die. I wanted to die. I later gave him a chance after everyone knew, everyone thought he was a good man. He is a good man, just not for me. I finally, after all these years, gave him a chance. I hated every waking moment. He is a good man, but he didn't want to go to church or he wasn't looking to serve the Lord. He was someone I called to help to get me out of my troubles. And when I would go back and forth for years using him as refuge, we were friends though. He made me feel so bad, so I tried it. I saw myself ending up like my mom. My ex-husband was a cheater and a liar, and I was what they call a bitter black woman. So quick to call me bitter and no clue on my story. We all have one. And God sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. The reason I can be so bold for God is because he was bold and stood up for me. I Because I recognized as well that God had a plan for my life. I made up in my mind I didn't want to be with any other man ever in my life. They always tried to change me to let her treat me like I'm an object. I moved away and closed my legs, to be honest. I started working for myself. Much more for me got accomplished without the direct help from men. They always hindered me. I wanted to continue to grow in the Lord. I desired for someone to accept me for who I truly am and to help me to come closer to the Lord. I was so afraid to show my true self. Every time and everything I would come out, someone would try to tear me down no matter what I would ever try to say and do. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 reads, we were overcome by the blood of the land and the word, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. This is my testimony. I had a chance to be with other men, but I always desired deep down to get married and have children to the man God called for me to be in my life with. I learned that my daughter, a man can't provide for you like God can. After reading Matthew 6 and 7, those scriptures taught me how to pray, seek the face of God, and don't judge others. I never desired to live a comfortable life. I desired to help people. The guy everyone thought would be good for me didn't desire to help people, only himself, and didn't desire to help me, but only for himself, selfish intent. Why do you like me so much? You keep saying everything, but why, I ask. I don't know. I just do. Okay. Not even my ex-husband could tell me why, but he loved me so much. And then I just look at myself and I say, well, what is it that really keeps the men around, honestly? I treated them both badly and they treated me badly as well. It was a two-way street. 
And I ask God to forgive me for my actions on my part though. That part of my life is so far back in my past. There is nothing I can do to relive my past to change it. I was so busy trying to prove a point to people. It caused them to get nasty with me. I was thinking I'm trying to help, but they don't want it. The world we live in is heavily run and influenced by money. First Timothy chapter six, verses nine and 10 reads, but the people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by foolish, harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people crave money, have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. I learned in order to live for the Lord, we can't take out what we want to use to stand on. We have to read the Bible daily. The word of God is our daily bread. It took for me to pray and ask God what to do. I was, he was telling me to pray for a husband. I was interested for a long, I wasn't interested for a long time. And to be honest, I'm still kind of not, but I desire to fully surrender to God and his will for my life. Me and the person I hold dear to my heart, I met him once I started praying and asking God to help me. What he meant by growing up is, don't waste your time falling short in the sin. What do you truly desire? I wanted God, and the more I prayed, the more God kept sending him to help me. I was so thankful he sent help when I needed God the most. I remember when I first met him, my uncle made a slick comment saying he better not screw up. He looked down upon him. I checked my uncle quickly. I can't stand when people look down on others. I look, I learned in life, don't prejudge people. God is everywhere. I wanted to do my own thing and live a life free of men. It's not possible here. Same for the men believing the, the same of women. As believers, we need each other for different reasons. The whole world wasn't built in one day and Jesus didn't have the ability to be everywhere in the flesh. God is the only being that has the power to be anywhere at any time. He already went down the road I was headed on. The person I hold so dear to my heart warned me what not to do. He was being used by God. He is such an amazing person. I realized I fell short into the same sin many fall into, but no one wants to talk about it. Perverted sex is heavily promoted in our world. Sex leaves, leaves us craving more. We are truly seeking intimacy from God, but sex is blocking it. I desire intimacy from God, but was rejecting the spouse. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse seven reads, but I wish everyone were single just as I am. Yet each reason has a special gift from God of one kind or another. Verse eight, so I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it is better to stay unmarried just as I am. Verse nine, but if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It is better to marry than it is to burn with lust. Mistake I made is marrying my first husband. I was living in rebellion against God's will. I had a, I had just turned my life to him but wasn't listening to him. 
I didn't know how. In the beginning, I was a spirit chaser. God taught me a lot. I remember one day I was feeling so low about myself. Once again, every man I ever dealt with always wants to be on the hush hush. I'm sick of that. I'm not living my life in the darkness anymore. Christ died to shine the light in the midst of the darkness to save us. The devil uses guilt and condemnation to bring us down to his level to keep us living in sin. Sex is what the devil uses against us. I had all I needed, but I was craving sex. But I later learned it was intimacy from God. My flesh, after three years of keeping them closed, was ready for some action. But I didn't want no ties with anyone. Men like to brag about what they had, what they did for the last girl. And what the girl he with now ain't doing. I can't stand it. Usually those conversations gets me packing. I'm not wasting no more time. God took me off the market. Thank God I've had enough sex and money to last a lifetime. I'm desiring more out of life. In life we all grow people in the things we like to do. That part is written. Stay away from people who live in the past. They don't desire much out of life. For the first time in my life, I was able to be who God has called me to be. This man knew I was young and desired a better life. He helped me, not for nothing. He helped me because he truly wanted to. He never judged me. We continue to talk and he helped me to expose some of my past. Our talks later led me to therapy. When he met me, I was on the verge of giving up and God sent him to help me, not for nothing. He never asked for anything in return and neither did I. He believed in me and truly helped me to become the woman I am today. He was there watching and helping me grow. No matter what I said to him, he never got upset. Even when I thought he would, he would always be so nice to me. I didn't present myself to him as a woman of God and he didn't judge me for it. And now I think now that he's down, that doesn't mean I told you so. No, we all make mistakes and God forgives us. God forgave me and he could forgive you too. If you ask him, I serve a God of second chances. All I'm asking, Lord, is your will to be done, Father. And that you will have mercy on him and give him another chance. God, I know if you can give me another chance, you can for anyone. That includes the people who hurt us, use us, and mistreat us. The kingdom of God is hiring full time and is looking for anyone willing to serve him. He's not asking how old you are, what your health problems are. What are your troubles? What you went through in your past? What did you do? He is looking for someone willing to serve him wholeheartedly by choice. God's favor will open doors that no man could close. After spending 29 years of my life being mistreated, I met him. Once I met him, God opened doors that no man can, can close. I wasn't impressed by 
previous stories of how much money you got or what you did. It's, are you willing to allow God to come into your life? Seeing you made me realize I desire God's will over my own. Deep down, I always desired to have him as a friend, but times and seasons change things. I was hoping a lifetime, but looking at reality looks like a season. I pray God will continue to truly bless him with the prosperous life. And just as he encouraged me to figure out what I want out of life, I pray that he will ask himself the same questions he asked me and desire to do more things than just sit up and die. Thank you, Lord, for your huge heart that has the power to break off hate and pride off the most prideful person. If God can forgive a murderer or anyone else, who are we to judge? We can't judge anyone. No human or no sin is greater than the next. I am thankful and hopeful that God has a bright future for me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me an opportunity to meet him. I pray that God will bless his children's children. I pray that you will open up doors for him that no man can close. I pray that your grace will one day be sufficient in his life. He will recognize it. I pray that you will give him a chance to humble himself before you and repent to you. Turn from the ways of this world. There is an abundant life in Christ. Have no fear, only in the Lord. Overflow our cups with your presence, Lord. I pray that you would teach him your ways, Father, and help him to turn from his ways. You did it for me. Lord, I thank you for you giving me an opportunity to be able to release this message off of my heart, Father God. For God, you said in your work that cast your cares upon me for you care for us. And Father, you also said in your word that you loved us first. For Lord, you said in your word that we love you because you loved us first. Thank you so much for loving us first, Father God. Thank you for your love and your faithfulness when we are not faithful and we do not have love in our hearts. I pray that in Jesus' name, Father, that you will cover him and protect him, shield him wherever he goes and whatever he chooses to do with his life, Father God. I pray in Jesus' name that his life will be prosperous in you, Father. I pray that you will bestow upon him and ourselves the full armor of God found in Ephesians chapter 6, the helmet of salvation in Jesus' name, the breast piece of righteousness in Jesus' name, the shield of faith in Jesus' name, the sword of your word in Jesus' name, the belt of truth in Jesus' name, and the shoes of peace in Jesus' name. For no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Any tongue that rises up in judgment shall be condemned. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. Lord, I pray that he will choose to serve you fully. I pray that, Father, that you will help him to see more of you and less of himself, Father God. For, Lord, I know that you've done it for me, and I know that you can do it for him as well, Father. For you are transforming me to become the woman of God that you have called me to be. And, Lord, I thank you for showing me my worth. Thank you for loving me and caring for me and using him to be a part of my life for Lord. I thank you for giving me the courage and the confidence to stand on my testimony 
For these are the things that I have experienced in my life that have led me to become the person that I am today. There are still some things that needs to be worked off of me. I am far from perfect. Lord, I thank you for this message being not for nothing. Not looking for anything in return, Father. I'm truly desiring for him to grow and prosper in you. And that you will permeate his heart with your spirit, Lord. And you will replace the pain and sorrows that he may be carrying and replace them with joy and love and peace, Father. I pray in Jesus' name that you will help him to come to you, Father God, that you will speak to him, Lord. For God, you said in your word that faith comes by hearing, and that's hearing the word of God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything that you have taught me and in every way that you were there for me when I didn't recognize it, Father God. Thank you for using someone that could have done a million things bad, but you turned it around to be for the greater good. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for the lessons I've learned. And this is definitely an experience and a journey for me that has been very beautiful, Lord. This last year that you've blessed me with in my life has been the blessed, the most blessed year I've ever experienced. And I give you the glory for that. No one else but you. For Lord, I learned that we have people that be a part of our lives for reasons, seasons, and lifetimes. And Father, I thank you for being a lifetime. For being a God that is the same as yesterday, today, and forevermore. For being a God that I could call on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, that you are a God that never sleeps nor slumbers, that you are a God that does not have a short hand, that you are a mighty God, and that you hold all of the power in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I come against the enemy's plan in Jesus' name to try to pull him away from you, Father God. I pray that he will read Romans chapter 8 and learn that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will permeate him, Father God, and that anything that is not like you will fall off of his life, any person that is not like you around him, that you will expose them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that, Father, that you will strengthen him, that you will encourage him, that you will inspire him to come out of his situation, that you will begin to place desires in his heart. For God, you said in your word that, if we delight ourselves in you, that you will give us the desires of our heart. I pray in Jesus' name that he will desire to come closer to you, Lord Jesus. Not because of his circumstances and not because of what others said, but because he's really, truly hungry and thirsty from you. I pray that in Jesus' name that, Lord, that you will provide all of his needs according to your riches and glory. Father, I pray that your will be done, Father God, once again. I cannot stress that enough. For God, I know that we all desire to have our own things going on. I know that my true desire from when I turned my life over to you on November 22nd, 2012, Lord, that was you, all you who was there for me and nobody else. And that's why it was so hard for me to allow anyone in because I learned 
throughout my first year of serving you, when I chose to serve you and not the world, I had my family persecute me and I had to turn my back on my friends and the man I had married because I loved him so much. And later found myself choosing to live on the streets homeless just so that I'm able to hear from you. And through that time, I learned you're all on who I need. And Father, you're more than enough. When the world had thrown me into the trash and, and I meant nothing to anybody, Father, it was you who showed me who I am in the kingdom of God. It was you who dusted me off. It was you who cleansed me and made me whole and purified me. It was you who blessed me with everything that I had. All of my hard work came from you strengthening me. Everything that I had, I worked for, prayed for. Didn't think I was worthy enough. Didn't think I deserved anything, Father. You were the one who saw something in me that I did not. And I thank you for that. And I, I speak my truth right now because I am desiring for him to have a prosperous life. Truly, no matter what happens, Lord, it is your will, not our own. I pray that in Jesus name that you will help me to no longer sit on anything that will cause me to be insecure about anything that I've been through in my life. For I know that I am not perfect by a long shot and people are going to run their mouth to say what they want to say. But your word says in Matthew chapter seven, verse one, judge and you shall be judged according to that same standard. Father, I thank you for your word being so true in my life. Every word that I have applied to my life, you have blessed me with. For God, you said in your word that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And Father, the truth is the truth. I've had many men that have came along and they've wanted to suit me, but I've never desired anything of the world. I always desire to have a man of God. And Lord, I thank you so much for you giving me this opportunity to be able to let go of my insecurities, my fears, my regrets, my shortcomings, the traps I fell into, and I cast them all to you. I give them to you, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus over us, Father God. Have your way, Lord Jesus. This is my testimony, my testimony. I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, you will use my testimony to help somebody that has struggled to feel like they are worth something out here in this world because they want to tell you, you're too fat, you ain't, you ain't big enough. You're too tall, you ain't tall enough. You're too, you're too short, you ain't short enough. You're too dark, you ain't dark enough. You're never good enough for the world. And, Lord, I thank you. For you showing me that I am beautiful and that I am loved by you and that you had a plan for my life. No matter if I was able to see it or not, you spoke it long before I was even born. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. That is what you established for us, that you knew the plans you had for our lives before you placed us to, into our mother's womb to give us a hope and a future. 
Father, I pray that in Jesus' name, that Lord, that this is that you will use this intercession as an opportunity to open up doors for us that no man can close, Father. I pray that in Jesus' name, that as I'm coming to you as honest and as humble as I know how on this platform, I want for you to know that, Lord, I am not ashamed of you. For God, you said in your word that choose this day who ye shall serve. And I've made my choice for me and my family and my household. We will serve the Lord, period. And until that day comes, I don't desire to have anyone but you. I desire to stay single so that I am able to live for you fully, Lord. That is Lily's desire. But what is your desire for me? I thank you for showing me the way. I pray that in Jesus' name that as this is not for nothing, my sister gave me a powerful word that stuck with me. She said, if you ask for nothing, you'll, if you ask for everything, you'll get nothing. But if you ask for nothing, you have everything. I feel like that saying fits so well with this message. Because Lord, when you saved me, I didn't ask for nothing, nothing. But you have been giving me everything that my heart truly desires. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you so much for giving me an opportunity, a second chance to turn my life over. Thank you, Lord, for giving me an opportunity to become a better mom, a better friend a better sister, a better daughter, one day, a better wife, and a mother to more children. I see that for the future. But Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you will strengthen us, Lord, to see more of you and less of ourselves. For I know the world doesn't really speak much on marriage, but you do. And I have hope because of you. Without you, Lord, I lived a hopeless life. And you've been giving me the answer this whole time, but I just kept skating it to the left, right, front, and center because I desired to be single so that I could serve you fully. But that was only for a season. And I learned why you have established a marriage covenant. It is because you created woman from a man's rib. And so you created woman so that man cannot be alone and that we're able to be fruitful and multiply. That is your sole purpose, but that is not what is, that is not as what is promoted in the world that we live today. Homosexuality, polygamy, and men having sex with multiple women is heavily promoted. And men get a lot of persecution and hate it because of it. Lord, I pray in Jesus name that you will teach them the ways of the kingdom of God and that you will help us, Father God, to be stripped of everything that we held on to because we were too afraid to show our true selves. So Lord, as I'm stepping myself into season three of this podcast, 
I stand before you stripped of everything from my past, stripped away. You tore each layer away, healing me in the process, Father. And just as you've done it for me, I know that you can do it for others. This is my testimony. No shame. No guilt. No condemnation. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me the courage to stand firm on what I've been through and what you have brought me through. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.